0: And welcome to this week's Tapping Up Podcast with myself, Daryl, and as always, Ian. Um, we're just in the second half of Extra Time, we're just live watching uh, the Brazil-Croatia games so and Neymar Jr's just scored. And I can't believe I'll just call him Neymar Jr, as if there's a Neymar Sr that I should have been. But he has that on his shirt,
1: to. doesn't he? Why? Uh, f- no one ever calls him that, but he has it on his shirt. I,
0: I, I don't know, but quite disappointed in that, to be honest. I thought Croatia might go out the but 15 minutes left, I suppose. See what happens in it.
1: It's a big ask, but I just said to you just before we started, this would be if Croatia score or equalise, they will. I would almost guarantee they'll win because the momentum will be heavily in their favour for, for the penalties. So uh, Brazil, hold on. But I'm telling you now, I reckon um, if Croatia do equalise, which is a big if, they'll take it on pens. And you said to me, apparently... Have they not ever lost a penalty shootout? Never lost
0: a penalty shootout, but I'll tell you what, there's some good analysis here, and I reckon if Croatia score two and Brazil don't score another, it'll be Croatia that goes through And I bet you if Croatia don't score, Brazil are going through here. Um, I didn't say
1: they scored two, I said if it was scored <laughs> to be equalised, they'll win on penalties. Like David
0: Brent-esque commentary that. Um, I'll let you start on MMA, because I can see that you've got your sheet in front of you, um, again, and, ruining the illusion that this is all off the top of your head.
1: Hijacked my usual screen, haven't we, with the football? So, yeah. um, I've had to print it out and go old school on paper. Um, where do we start? We can either do recap of UFC Fight Night uh, from last week, or we have got the upcoming uh, UFC 282 from this week, you call it. Where do you want to start?
0: Go, go past, because uh, we shouldn't live in past, should we? Always look forward to, to the future, but uh, yeah, you go first.
1: So... We called it out as a pretty good uh, fight card for a uh, fight night, which they're not usually. Uh, main event was uh, um, Thompson beat Holland. Don't know if you saw that fight. I did. I um, did. So I was very impressed with, equ- equally impressed with Thompson's, uh, particularly his kicks, which you know he's a kickboxer, but I mean, some of the the kicks he was doing to the body and legs of Holland were fucking impressive and equally you've got to say as much as I'm fucking glad he lost because everybody knows he listens to uh, Holland and his quick fire retirement decision is not my favourite that was fucking tough to stay in that fight I oh, he, he impressed he had, me to his be durability and ultimately it's very rare as well in MMA I thought that was very well played by his corner to save himself from his own toughness
0: yeah I was going to say because he would have persevered through that and I didn't watch it live um, I think... At that time, were we just getting back in, maybe? It's a heavy one, wasn't it? Yeah, I was going to say, I think main event was starting at around
1: five-ish. Um, Straight so I bed the... for me, I could barely get out of bed. Okay? <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a struggle Sunday, so uh, I watched it at about five o'clock at night before I got up and watched the England game. England game was the first time I really got oh, out of bed.
0: Quite a good uh, afternoon of sport for you then, really, isn't it?
1: It was, I couldn't complain, feeling like... Dog shit and hanging out my ass, but um, yeah, good, good. Uh, do nothing, sleeping all day, feel dog shit, but watch fighting and football. So yeah, I couldn't complain the Sunday's
0: game. But yeah, I agree. Um, I thought it were only going to go one way, and there's a certain point where, like you say, you've got to be saved by your corner sometimes. And I think in in these types of fights, live to fight another day, sort of thing. Um,
1: very much all right. Again, see, this is no fucking joke. We're not playing around here. That this is someone's career. This is someone's life. Um, you know, he could have got immeasurable more brain damage in that fifth round. So I thought that was well cornered uh, by him uh, and very impressive striking clinic put on by Thompson. As ever, I mean, again, this is what we expect from him. He was an undefeated kickboxer. That's never been his problem uh, in uh, the UFC is his striking game. It's always been more of his ground game and he's just never managed to quite evolve anything in wrestling or jiu-jitsu to come anywhere near his striking, really. But good main event
0: any ideas about uh, a future opponent for him
1: oh, he's, he's, it's, it's a tough one because he, he, he's not going to go for the title um he's, he's one of those ones for me i mean you put him against an, another kind of like a robbie lawler so robbie lawler was supposed to fight this weekend but was cancelled for injury you know old timers both going to stand up and fight you, you're doing it in, like a fan-friendly fight i suppose. Um, I can't really see him, or maybe as a bit of a gatekeeper. So, do you do you put him against someone else? You know, um, as a yardstick to measure him by at one seventy. But yeah, Robbie Lawler would be the immediate shout. He's 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 injured. He needs a new fight. Thompson could, um, you know, they're both old timers. Put it on for the fans.
0: Screams fight night. Does that, doesn't it? It Doesn't scream uh, a ah? Yeah, it's
1: not or like you know the the. Four, four, fifth on the main card. Yeah, uh, it's not uh, anywhere near a headline or a co-main event of a numbered event for sure.
0: <coughs> just pausing just for you to cough there, or wait for you to continue. But
1: you were just watching the football, weren't you? Right. Me that bullshit. <laughs> um, we got uh, RDA impressive submission um, in in his fight um, against uh, Brian Barberera. I think it was, wasn't it? Um, so slick on the floor, RDA. People sleep on RDA again getting a little bit old to be considered a genuine threat at 170 just back to what you just said then rda thompson
0: yeah i could see could that step
1: both again you could stick that you've got a little bit of a striker versus um grappler dynamic going on there so i don't know if it could end up being the most fan friendly it definitely wouldn't be as watchable as thompson lawler but that would be a shout. Um. Pavlovich. Sparked out Ty under a minute? He did.
0: And a lot of people are hyping him up and I don't think you buy into that hype train, do you?
1: I, do you know what? I didn't until I started to do a bit of research uh, before, before my notes, which was five straight wins. Yeah. All first round TKOs. Yeah. That's fucking impressive. Where I lost my... I laugh and I think I mentioned it to you now that you've got me particularly because doing the podcast and, um, you know, trying to teach an old dog new tricks. I try and keep up with a little bit of this social media now that you've you've trained me. I saw that the the tweet of the week for me was that somebody had, I can't, don't know who it was, if it was just some random or not. But had basically said that the tweet was, can't quote me for the exact words, but where's the effect of white people? We now have our Ingarnu in Pavlovich. <laughs> And I thought that was hilarious, but to com- try and put him in the same bracket as Ingaru is not even remotely close. You think he gets onto pieces? I mean, he, they, they don't look the same, do they? They don't look. Pavlović again. Don't get me wrong; I wouldn't call him come to his face, but he doesn't look the physically imposing specimen that Ingaru does. Ingaru looks like the heavyweight champion of the world. Yeah. Pavlović. Um, don't know where he generates the power from. Not particularly ripped um you know of it i wouldn't quite call him a, a a wilder but he's got that kind of long slightly lanky ungainly reach that um to the the, the naked eye you think to yourself where's he generating that power from you look at ingana and his size and frame you're like it's not a fucking surprise he's got the hardest punch ever measured but um but yeah i thought that was an interesting one he was ranked number five i think pavlovich tight uh, was four so he'll probably b- b- boost up the rankings and my thoughts would possibly be depending how the the, the is it on is it off Nganu John Jones title fight Pavlovich might well be the next contender I would have thought and if Jones doesn't fight Nganu that might be the next fight see if I can see if his uh, ranking has been updated um... I don't know how how regularly they do them and particularly if they've got a Numbered event this weekend, they may well update the rankings after the numbered event, but um, looks as you say, I think people sleep on him. He got absolutely like laid out in yeah. his um, in his, his UFC debut by Alistair Overeem. and that's to I'll be honest, out of all the wins, I don't really recall his five first knockout round wins, but I do remember him getting sparked out by Overeem. so maybe I'm just kind of looking at it in a, in a negative way, but well, he's
0: consistent and he he's never been past first round, sir. So.
1: True, but I mean, five straight wins by first round TKO, and that does include, if we're honest, the beast Derek Lewis, which is you know is who is definitely you know not to be slept on and and a, a big fella and a good yardstick to measure yourself by in the heavyweight division. Fifty five seconds that knockout. Will... So, so, I mean, two say so, oh, I, I think it's five five under the first round, three in under a minute or something like that. He's he's got you say he's, he's, he's racking some some impressive numbers up, even if um, he doesn't feel in title contention yet but I'd be interested to see the other one is you could argue if, if they go a different way if Ngannou if Ingarnu's injured more stick John Jones in against him
0: it's not the fight that people want to see that though is it really no
1: I, I, I'll be honest at this point I want to see John Jones fight anyone at heavyweight <laughs> I'm intrigued to see how the size and weight difference he's, he would deal with and even Jones, I saw an interview of Jones this week talking about whether it was this week or it was filmed before, and he basically says, "If I get through the first round against Ngannou, I'll crush him." Yeah. So he that to me is an, a, a, an implied th- threat, an implied feeling. He look, people don't know if I can take the power, and he might be saying, "I don't know if I can take the power." We know that Ngannou comes out throwing with seriously bad intentions in that first round, and that's what that's how Stipe beat him. Right, right out the first round. You know that's going to be ropey. You've got a stairway. John Jones is the master of distance and using his range to keep him away. If he can hold him off, and, and, and Ngannou doesn't have the deepest gas tank, uh, as we know, I, I, I'll i be honest. I think Jones beats Ngarnu anyway.
0: I think the, the exact quote earlier in that particular interview you're talking about is I'm well aware that I might go into it and get knocked the fuck out. <laughs> so he's, I think he's, he's under no illusion of how difficult that fight would be.
1: If you're completely, unless, if you've got an ounce of self awareness and you're fighting for Arsenal Guardian, that must go through your mind.
0: Like, yeah, you, you can't
1: not fight him and be. All fighters have that cocky arrogance. I'm not I'm going to smash him. You can't be matched against that man and tell me for a split second that someone doesn't doubt himself and think, fuck me. What if he lands flush on my chin? Yes. Yeah. Night, night. And bricks my face. Scary, scary man. But that's the fight again. We're going off topic. Jones come on, Dana, UFC, pay them men what they need, get that going, Super Bowl card, um, you know, early February, mid-February, whatever it is, that's what we want to see. Yeah, do it just after uh, the one in London. I think it'd be, would it be just before? before? March, I think you said it before. March, I think they they said that one is uh, in London. Um, that was but another we'll little come on thing. To that was yeah. one of my topics. Uh, final one on the fight card is uh, the guy I called out, did win, I don't know if you saw that, um, Roman Dolitz. Uh, Georgian Guy so he won brave move by him as well which is um, called out Kimaev <laughs> maybe okay after I mean Kamaev for me is in that Jones Ngannou uh, Makalev type bracket of no one calls that motherfucker out so that's pretty ballsy by Dolitz, Um and that would be a good again if the UFC are trying to build Kamaev up that's a, a good match next to see where he's at but Brave man calling him out.
0: Looking for a payday, maybe.
1: And also, wanting yeah, wanted
0: to test himself, I suppose. But...
1: I think so. Also sort of talking the shit. But um, yeah, I'll be... One for me, I've got to be honest. I think we did discuss it on last week. I'm intrigued would be Kamaev Pereira at 2.05. After, at the moment, for me, that's the needle moving fight I want to see after Jones and Garnu.
0: Just getting distracted again. I'm just I'm watching this. So it's still the Croatia-Brazil game. I'm just hoping that Croatia pickball up here it launched forward and then just go on a counter Someone attack just smashes one in from 30 yards
1: but, it. Um, so what, what, what we we'll do we'll come on to the UFC 82 hang on a minute ah. good <laughs> see now Again? On, live on air i'm get proved my prediction that now croatia will win the penalty shoot oh fucking some finish that
0: i mean it'd have been better if you stream had they gone all blurry at the worst possible moment there but um some finish
1: that but um a couple of little uh points then before we come back to the main card of two uh 282 so um dustin porrier staff infection pretty nasty it all it's all over horrible
0: yeah you show me this picture all over um...
1: twitter for anyone go on um porrier's twitter and you can see it uh staff is one of those things loads of people if you don't the only reason i'm really aware of staff is uh, uh, cage fighting in jiu-jitsu and most people would know staff is a form of i don't know if you can recall you're probably a bit young no i've been 10 years ago a bit like covid in some ways swept through hospitals and was a real bad thing was MRSA MRSA MRSA, yeah that staff is a form of that it's an infection that that gets if you're not treated you can die from it it can be very very nasty but it's sort of picked up from scratches or things under the skin and it's usually associated in jiu-jitsu with either dirty mats or too many people yeah you know, unclean mats rolling with people that haven't been showering and using antibacterial soap and things like that so not quite sure how poirier's got it from jiu-jitsu training i would a guess but it's a fucking gnarly looking infection
0: i was gonna say I'd, I'd be quite curious when we were talking about this and i should really ask my brother because he's a doctor but if anyone's listened to this and can tell me what that big weird pen line all down his foot is i would be very curious to know. Um, I think people said it was it the was infection. Do, it
1: was to be to measure the infection yeah, or something right, like I, that. But yeah, speech you, sure. your brother. Um as as a doctor as you'd be able to tell us but um that, that was a little point. Um I thought seeing as uh, one of our, our our main fight topics are cage fight or MMA, football, um boxing and more recently steroids. Thought we can't not talk about um, some of the allegations this week. So, um, on Joe Rogan, there was a guy called uh, Derek who has a podcast called More Plates, More Dates, which is uh, a guy who is a bodybuilder and seems to know a hell of a lot about steroids and will often break down very specifics. Um, They discussed a huge number of people, including the Liver King, which came out this week, which I've, I think you weren't aware of. I've been, I've been feeding you this guy, but I mean, the least. Obvi- or the, the the least surprising steroid pop ever when you see this guy, and anyone should uh, Google the, the Liver King if they don't know what we're talking about. Seems inextricably linked with MMA because he just pops up at UFC events eating raw liver with fighters and shit like that. He back. looks
0: like Hulk Hogan has eaten Hulk Hogan. And I mean, like Hulk Hogan in his prime.
1: I mean, it's like if you, if you gave steroids, steroids is what he looked like. It's like, I, I, he looks un- like a bull. He's a, <laughs> an unbelievable looking man for in his like late forties or fifties. It's ridiculous. He's obviously been on steroids. Also, in the same podcast, I encourage anyone who's a bit more interested in here to specifics to go and listen to the Rogan. Uh, they discussed our man Conor McGregor and his new looking frame and how quite so juicy he was looking. And I think the uh, the quotation from uh, from Rogan was something along the lines of his piss would melt the Usada cup at the moment, which I think again we can all agree looks highly likely from the size of him. I showed you a few pictures, didn't I? Andy? Yeah,
0: I also don't think steroids would be the only drug that's running through his blood if you were uh, you test him for a few.
1: But covered on the podcast would be steroids would be something that are very commonly given to people in Connor's position in terms of a plate and his leg broken leg in terms of recovery, medically, you know, you're prescribing that to help him heal, maybe he's just carried on taking for a little bit longer than necessary and with his, his acting career starting, maybe he just wants to look ripped as fuck for uh, for Roadhouse. I always so. find it
0: weird because the more that I think about it, I completely glossed over it last time, but they put me on steroids for um, Crohn's. So I had to take like little smarties. But did you get juicy?
1: Yeah. L- l- getting swell. Yeah, I literally it would and... be a fat moon face. I don't know about looking like fucking Conor McGregor ripped, but... Um, <laughs> like a magic pharaoh, away. <laughs> like he ate too, one too many pies rather than uh, eating raw liver. But, um, yeah, so they were just my little side points. So we've now then got covering uh, you, uh, 282. It's the main card. So this is a fucking nightmare for pronunciations, this one, isn't it? I
0: was going to say, uh, this is one that, as you could probably tell with people listening to this, I'm specifically letting Ian... <laughs> run on this and uh, lead on this so it's a rejigged
1: card originally it was Yeezy Prohaska versus Glover yeah. Te- uh, Glover sharer for the uh, light heavyweight title um Uh, Yeezy blew his um, shoulder out which on a quick side topic and it's not like us to go off topic um, I sent you a link didn't I Dana White came out this week and revealed how he injured his shoulder which was he hurt his shoulder in training uh, or popped it out so uh, the way he described it I, I assumed that would be dislocated and got a random person in the gym to pop it back in, which did it immeasurable damage. So much so, the UFC doctor then commented it's the worst shoulder injury he's ever seen.
0: I mean, like you say, I think brave, don't get me wrong, in the sense that you're like, yeah, put it back in and I'm a warrior. Stupid is what I would coin it as. Moronic we, we, when yeah, you're a
1: professional fighter. I'm going
0: to say, when that's your livelihood, surely. The, it's like, oh, I've just sprained my ankle as like Harry Kane. oh, so do me a favour. Raheem, just pop it back in and he just yeah. snaps it. Exactly. But, uh,
1: and, and ultimately, Dana said, like, we tell these guys all the time, if something happens, we'll pay. So it's not, again, if me or you did it. Fuck, we've got to carry on going. We can't afford to go to a private doctor and have him do all of that, etc. Yeah, that wouldn't have been a problem. He could have called any doctor in the world or whatever and they would have sorted it out. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel it was rather stupid. And they reckon he will be out for... At least 9 to 12 months. Yeah, so, which uh, is way He's it's completely obviously he fucked vacated. his career and that's why he vacated, yeah. which I'm sure he vacated with a little bit of nudging from Dana and payment as well, would be my suspicion.
0: Yeah, and just before we go into the next fight, uh, Croatia-Brazil has ended one all, so we're going to penalties. So we'll...
1: Uh, so because we suppose then uh, we'll try and whip through this and I can show off more of my incredible po- penalty prediction body language uh, skills. Um, that's spot on. So time, what but... that's meant then meant, apparently quick story then was, uh, Glover Teixeira was then offered, um, Anklev, who was on the main, who was the co-main event against Jan Blahovic, Um, and said no, cause it wasn't too little time to train. Um, so Glover's now off the card and, but Blahovic versus Ankalev has been promoted to the interim, uh, title fight. So, um, should be a good fight. Blahovic um, is known for his Polish power. Is what legendary Polish power is, by his own uh, moniker, um, really good kicks is, is what people sleep on. He's he's actually probably not as heavy-handed as he'd like to make out, but he has thumping leg and body kicks. And I did read a uh, a note that said. Um, Ankolev has taken something in his last three fights, like 87 body and leg kicks. And, uh, one of the guys he beat, um, uh, is probably a worse kickboxer than, than, uh, Blachowicz. So that if there is a way for Blachowicz to win, it would be kicks, I think. And you're kicking the fuck out of him. Ankolev is a sambo master. So comes from more of a kind of wrestling BJJ style background Sambo is like the Russian version of kind of Rome, Greco-Roman wrestling, sort of submission wrestling sort of type of thing. Um, and he's obviously from the same stable of Dagestani's that, um, you know, the the killers are emerging from in terms of Makalev, um, Khabib's stable, basically. Um, so that that's now the main uh, event. Um, Ankalev has beaten Tiago Santos, who... Uh, John Jones beat and at one point was his his star power was really looking good. And Anthony Smith, who did challenge, I believe, for the light heavyweight title at one point. So he's not beaten clowns, but he definitely doesn't have a signature uh win on his on his on his uh, uh record. So um obviously probably the biggest win for Bohovic was he beat Adesanya when Adesanya tried to be ballsy and go up and is a former title holder himself. So that should be a pretty decent fight.
0: I mean Khabib's there, well, you look at that, it's it's impressive, isn't it? You go through the... You've got, obviously, the ones that you've mentioned. You've got Has Buller, more importantly. Um, yeah. The killer of all killers. The killer of all killers. The
1: mighty midget. But, um...
0: The co-main event, to be honest, is more interesting to me than the main
1: event. So Paddy the Baddy yeah. versus
0: Jared Gordon. Well, it was his first um, yeah. pay-per-view,
1: if it I'm It is. Right. And he's been... Again, I think he's been he, he was been bumped up the card because of this, this rejig card. One thing I did see, and I probably seeing as I made a note of this, should have then done my own research, which is, I saw an interview with his opponent, Jared Gordon, mm-hmm. saying, most people, most fighters, they talk a lot of shit, but they haven't been in prison. They don't know what this is like, but the implication was, he had been in prison. So I don't know if Gordon is a hardened criminal, and has done time <laughs> in America, but from the, the implication from this kind of uh, interview that he'd done was, I've been in prison, I don't go around talking shit about people, because I know that could get you shanked, but um, I
0: honestly cannot tell you, I Could not tell you, sir. So. But
1: that will—I mean, I, I like Paddy. I think he's managed to overhype himself, and he's like a—he's trying to make himself out to be the Scouse McGregor, isn't he? But he does have a very good all-round fundamental skill set that people can sleep on because of his impressive nature. He reminds me—he's kind of MMA the closest I can think to an MMA of a um, Ricky Hatton in terms of blowing up and not giving a fuck about his diet or his lifestyle p- training camp wise blow blows up to over two hundred pounds but it's fighting for what at one fifty five so he, he has, has a brutal weight cut
0: he has indeed spent time behind bars so yeah a I didn't criminal it seemed
1: the way that the article and, and the questions were being it would seem to have been a very weird thing to say if he hadn't been in prison to be fair but I should have done my own research on that
0: it's a big fight for for people, isn't it really because oh it's still early on his UFC career, but it could very, very quickly be over in terms of the hype train if he loses this fight. If he wins it, obviously, jobs are good and he moves on to the next one, but it's not an easy fight. But the ideal,
1: surely, for Paddy, to me, is... Wins doesn't take much damage because they can then chuck him on the March card that we talked about earlier, yeah,
0: which he'll be desperate to get on. So,
1: even what he doesn't want to do is either lose or win in a full five round war where he gets banged up and gets a medical suspension because it might take him off of March. So, ideal for Paddy is to win, not take much damage, stay maybe in training camp, roll right through to March would be my guess. Um, that would be the obvious uh solution, but it's not, uh, I think it will be mainly st- uh, on the feet. I don't think it will go to the floor. Um, Good first penalty be, from
0: Croatia, by the way. It will be
1: interesting um, to see. Also, just got to mention Darren Till. So, uh, Darren obviously, is another scouser on just, the
0: card. Just very quickly, just before you do move on to him, um, there is a few things I do want to mention about Till as well. But have you seen that um, Paddy the Baddy has been banned on Twitter? Has he? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I had not... <laughs> no, for, no, for, I, for what? Literally no idea. He posted on... Um, uh, he had an interview recently, uh, and his, his Instagram account's active, but he basically said, "Yeah, I can't say anything on Twitter um, because it has been disabled."
1: So, so I mean, these days, particularly with in the Elon era, it takes quite a lot for that to happen, doesn't it? Given that he's put Trump back,
0: Brazil missed the first penalty.
1: Um, it, Croatian keeper doing it again, um, but he brought. You know, you have to do something of. Um, Kanye West's level of craziness to get banned these days, don't you? So, in some ways, uh, I'd be interested to know what he's done, and um, maybe we'll we'll have a look at that for uh, update for next week on what he's supposed to have done on Twitter.
0: Yeah, I said. think if I remember, it, it was something like he were calling him some random names or something like that, or calling some random people names because he was getting it abuse, and he calling like, people fatties and stuff like that. And I think in a typical it doesn't fashion.
1: seem quite, again. I don't we don't know about. We shouldn't speak before knowing the facts really should be, but it seems out of kilter compared to the anti Semitic rants that Kanye seemed to be going on, which yeah, is not justified really... <laughs> for not quite Raban, a band who doesn't but... seem quite in the same ballpark as that really. 2
0: 0 Croatia. Um could you see or gonna... can it's quite a significant difference, in it? What's the difference between feather and, and lightweight? Uh
1: feather is one four five, light's one five five, so it's only ten pounds. Okay, so over a stone. So on that then... Just under a stone, sorry.
0: Um, oh God, what's his name? Is it Aliyah Taporia?
1: Yes, he's on the card. Fight, I can't remember. He's, fight, he's fighting Bryce Mitchell.
0: Could you see him fighting Pimblet? Because they've had a bit of back and forth. Um, in fact, quite recently. i me to see if I can find this. Twitter. Uh, were Earlier this year, and they basically had a bit of back and forth. I could see that being a London card. If... Both Again, playing.
1: it's one of those, isn't it, that if he, he's fighting at the weekend, so that would be dependent maybe on both fighters getting through unscathed, no damage, no, no medical suspensions, no injuries, um, but that would be um, like Tapura. Um, decent part. I but think it's quite say, good yeah it's good, good to, good to, to watch I think they are at different weights though aren't they slightly Tapura's featherweight yeah as I was going to say um, Tapura I is... thought it was featherweight whereas uh, right. I think though if I'm not mistaken Paddy has definitely fought at feather because I think he may have I might be wrong on this but I'm sure he did a Connor and held the cage rage lightweight and featherweight titles at the same time which what is that what it's actually called, cage rage yeah that's the English promotion no oh, right. that's like, that's no, like that. England's um UFC, or the biggest promotion in England, is called Cage Rage.
0: Who thought of that name?
1: No idea. That's a good penalty. Um, Yeah, if you look at most English fighters have come from Cage Rage. That's where they'll get taken from before they go to the UFC. But yeah,
0: just sounds a... I mean, obviously, I'm still, and the whole point of this is that I'm the casual side of things at the UFC. But that is funny. What a ridiculous name.
1: Cage Rage. I mean, they have numbered events. I reckon they're on something like 80 or 90.
0: Oh, I can't wait to watch Cage Rage 19. Well, it's
1: all, obviously, it's, 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 uh, it's our, is in English, local promotion. So, um a, a very, it's where, I'll tell you that where I first got it, it's where the UFC got Anderson Silva from. Anderson oh. Silva <laughs> oh, was Cage Rage middleweight champion before the UFC signed him up. So, I'll tell you what, there's some there's been some fucking good names that are fought in, you know, um, Bisping, in particular. i say, there's probably, no, I'd go as far as to say, there's probably no English fighters that have been are in the ufc that haven't fought for cage rage at some point so interesting um, yeah it doesn't get much bit it's one though again on the ufc fight pass they have the events on there so you know like they have all the it. other um like lfa is a smaller promotion in america alliance fight or Le- legacy fight in alliance i think lfa is and there's a few other smaller ones like that but cage rage events are on uh ufc fight pass which i think you've got haven't you
0: just a complete different segue here. um just because my mate likes me saying that way, so it's still 3-2 to Croatia and the Croatia would just up to take a penalty it was the Inter Milan oh, what a penalty that is 4-2 really it was the Inter Milan striker the Croatian Inter Milan striker that I was trying to talk to you about earlier on you remember his name? were you not Croatian? how long ago? <sighs> five years it wasn't that long I'm okay. sure they had a number nine that were a a Croatian up front
1: not Zheko. Bo- no Bosnian. he's
0: Bosnian um,
1: Earlier, maybe.
0: It just—it's been literally—it's been annoying me for the last two hours that I can't remember
1: his name. It's going to be a great podcast, isn't it? Us googling names and being silent. And watching it's quite penalties. long, and um, I'm sure
0: it ends in itch because every Croatian name seems to. Um, you Google that. I'll, like, I'll watch the football.
1: Don't like the the body language here. This could be this could be a miss. Oh, I oh, hope so out. He's out. Oh, he's
0: <laughs> Croatia go through. There's you can we just refer back to the podcast that we did earlier this week where you said that Brazil are going to go and win it all
1: never lost a penalty shootout apparently Croatia have they so still um haven't.
0: England are going to win the world cup this is what, if they can get past like
1: if they can get past France they've got a, now they've got a chance but um i still i'd rather be pessimistic and then us overachieve than be like you and then have our dreams crushed. No, come tomorrow night.
0: It's not how it works. Literally, if you don't have the hope, what is the point in football? And it's what a time for it to start buffering now. You stream and, and go off. Um, Too many people clicking on. I would have thought. Um,
1: <laughs> anything else about two eight two? No, that's it for me. Um, I think that's as I say, decent card. Last numbered event of the year, I think, isn't it? So yeah. um, see if it, it, it ends with a bang. Wait, I mean. We'll
0: quickly go over it then. So it's literally your stream has died. <laughs> so to be that many people doesn't really matter, does it? It's done. Yeah. Um, um, you've obviously slightly mentioned it, but big announcement with regards to London.
1: Yeah. So they've announced uh, again. They, say this quietly because you've heard it in all. or I've read it in several sources, but I don't think it's officially announced. But it's uh, Leon Edwards Usman two, isn't it? Is what almost uh, three, almost certainly three. Uh, which is going to be headlining uh the fight um but i um I, to be honest i don't think any fights have been actually confirmed as yet the thing that None. we were both surprised about when we when it was announced is that it's at the O2 and i thought personally for edwards given that he's you know uh england's only second ever champ after bisping um Brummie, i thought they'd give him a stadium i thought you know villa park uh, Birmingham Stadium, they'd do something like that, um, or even Wembley, because of the way that the, the bullshit the UFC have been putting in England for a number of years now, fans have been waiting for this. They could easily do ninety thousand in Wembley for for, for, for Edwards uh, Usman three easy. Well, I mean, um, I think you could probably do that with just about
0: any card. To be honest, the way that fans in, in the UK have been clamouring out for a, a proper PPV, but yeah, I don't know. I, I can't understand the logic behind
1: behind. Getting another two, personally can't find this Croatian bastard you're talking about. Oh, I'm so telling I think, you, I don't literally think you're just making it up. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, so what you would expect anyway. You would obviously that would be the headliner if they both come through unscathed. Anyway, you'd expect, in my opinion, anyway, Paddy and Darren Till to be on the card. Both big English cards, um, meatball, UFC molly, meatball so, molly, absolutely as well. Um, and then what you tend to find in England is it would almost it, certainly be. Every fight will have an English fighter in it, or tends to. Like on the on, on the prelims, it will be an English fighter against someone else. So they tend to stack them with, you know, um, what's the Scottish submission artist, uh, uh, Paul Craig? Yeah, Paul I like Craig. watching him. Yeah, very 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 good jujitsu for a big man. He will probably be on the card. Um, so yeah, you, it would quite quickly become quite a stacked card. So um, it'll be interesting to see it in the next few weeks, if not month or so, how, who they stack that up with and I get the feeling they're probably waiting to make the announcement until after this weekend because of Paddy and Till. I think that will form part of the, um, they'll be definitely part of the main card. So if I had a suspicion on why they stay quiet to date, that will be, let's see, let's get through 282, see
0: how it goes. I got his team wrong. It, it wasn't in at Milan. He did have 10 appearances for AC Milan. Um Boban? I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll have a little fun game for you. So let's see if you can guess who the player is that I'm talking about. Um, starts at Masonia in 2004, 23 appearances, 14 goals. No. Continue. 2005 to 2007 goes to NK Zagreb, 51 appearances, 14 goals. No. Continue. 2007 to 2010, Dinamo Zagreb, 81 appearances, 42 goals. Continue. 2010-2012 Wolfsburg 56 appearances 20 goals Go on 2012-2014 Bayern Munich 54 appearances 33 goals
1: Ah oh, What's the fuck I, call it? I know what
0: you mean Someone is screaming at their uh, oh, radio the name I mean that's the aim of the game and you've got to get the name
1: After Bayern went to as you say AC for a bit um, Not after
0: Bayern. Went to Atletico Madrid, 2014-15, 28 appearances, 12 goals.
1: Oh, I know who you mean. I can
0: see him. Spent the majority of his career at Juventus, 2015-2019, 118 appearances, 31 goals. 2019-2020, oh, went to Aldehael. Five appearances, no goals. And then to AC Milan in 2021 to end his career, 10 appearances, zero goals. 89 appearances for Croatia, 33 goals between 2007 and 2018. He's apparently Croatia's assistant.
1: Yeah, this is going to be bullshit. A podcast I've always got to, tell me. You've got
0: Mario Manzukic.
1: Manzukic. I could see him. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember I him that. against England. Yeah. Um, in semis, didn't it? So. Um. So, anyway, that's that's me for, for MMA. Uh, you, you, unless you've got anything else. No.
0: <laughs> so, the <laughs> reason I've just burst out laughing there, just to make it sound as though I'm not absolutely mental, is we've been sort of... I kept cutting Ian up um, at the end of the UFC segment. So, this week I've told him to hold his hands up as if he was taking a, a throw in or a corner. And um, he's just done it. And he looked at, uh, as Ridiculous as you would expect. The only
1: person laughing ever is you on that. Everyone's like, what the yeah, fuck are you laughing about that for?
0: This is the problem with um, recording media and not doing it like on a live camera. We'll have to do a live podcast eventually and see how,
1: let's, let's how, not how well do that, 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 that goes. I would watch it for 10 seconds and be like, this has got to stop. can't see myself. But, yeah. Who is that
0: Aidsie bastard
1: <laughs> in the corner there? Um, yeah,
0: I, I don't have anything else for Emma Mayer. I just wanted to get in the bit about um, London being announced. Quickly run over Boxing. Um, we watched the two main event, or the main event and the one slightly before it, didn't we? So it was Du Bois, or Du Bois, however you say it, nearly gets sparked out in first Bobby round. was big time, wasn't he? Yeah, he, was, he looked um, really poor. Uh,
1: and then kind of... I think we had differing, a, 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 again, night's a little bit hazy, if I'm honest, at that point, but, uh, which was early <laughs> on as well. Early an <laughs> um, but an hour. But I was saying I didn't think he was going to come back from that. I thought he was too wobbled where you would just said, nah, he's done bad, but he's going to come rolling back. Yeah, because right. it, it's an,
0: an English fight. So even if, and in England, obviously, even if he had started to slowly come back into it and still looked a bit wobbly any chance at all that the judges are going to give that to the English home fighter, they're going to take it. I think he it's stopped nonsense. him
1: though, didn't he? Didn't go he did,
0: but it, it were a really shitty stoppage, I thought. But yeah, and then we watched um, Fury and uh, Chisora, which as expected, was a bag of wank. I mean,
1: he took he took, his, he took, his beating, didn't he? He took his licking, Chisora, but yeah. um, Fury didn't impressed me wasn't his best performance was it it did appear as they kind like of he said just like yeah, yeah. He, he was quite lethargic he, he he started to turn it on I mean was it 10 round 10 he stopped him
0: I don't really think he tried to turn it on I think it would just going up from first to second gear it didn't really turn it on as it was just a really laboured boring fight Chisora certainly the, the old... early rounds were yeah. it.
1: it felt like he started to as you say maybe didn't get out of third gear by, by sort of 9 or 10 but it felt like he knew he had to start I think he would have got an inane super amount of shit if he'd gone the distance so it felt like he kind of suddenly realised do you know what I've got to at least try and stop him uh, it felt like as you say that certainly in that 10th round he cranked it up a notch didn't he but, I uh... would be surprised
0: And obviously as you say it's fairly hazy in what we remember everything but I would be absolutely shocked if he lost any of the rounds Fiora it seemed to be literally a walk in the park which we just it definitely
1: the... shouldn't have again, yeah. from what I remember I, I, like Every round, easy. And as you say, I mean, there weren't some of them weren't wouldn't have been by a massive margin. But he was barely trying. It it went as we and every other person that knows the slightest bit about boxing said it was it not would just it would just to port, see that at yeah. all, was just part. And
0: it? then obviously the sideshow um, continues on it when he calls out Usyk, and I'm pretty sure Joe Joyce would just sort of <laughs> in the middle of this stare down as if he were like, oh, what about me? Oh, you don't don't forget about me.
1: Um, Usyk was there though wasn't he I can remember he him going had the to stare pan- down with uh, Usyk, the the, uh, 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 but he was there they, they'd panned to him a few times in the crowd sort of um, I always love that slightly pro wrestling theatrical having ringside then get him to come up and talk a bit of shit about each other but it's like okay so we had to go through this shit to finally get to where we want to be which is Usyk Fury I've got to Before
0: watch Cesaro yeah, and Fury get in a massive Payday before I can actually watch a fight that I would like to see. It feels see.
1: like, oh, you want to watch the Champions League final. Before that, you've got to watch the Vanarama fucking League 2 playoff final. And it? it's like, what? I've got to watch oh, yeah. that shit to I get mean, to that. First
0: of all, there's no such thing as a Vanarama League 2 playoff final. You get getting two leagues confused there. Secondly, don't diss the playoffs because I absolutely love the playoffs. Could literally watch those as long as Leeds aren't involved in them, obviously, and as long as we haven't been relegated and nothing negative's happened that season. I was
1: nothing against the playoffs, it was a, oh, just an analogy of quality of the utmost quality be it the, the pinnacle, the Champions League final of European football, and the unification for the world title at the pinnacle. Watching that dog is having to watch some far lower level dog shit before you get there. That, that was the, the analogy. Just in case you were wondering,
0: well, I am offended now, and uh, I think everyone who is a non-League supporter or even a League Two supporter would be offended. But yeah, it's just it—it's boxing in general, and I know I tend to slag boxing off more often than not when we get onto the subject of boxing these days. But I am just sick of this. We've got to jump through seventeen hoops to get the fight that I want. No, I just want to see next year. I want to see sick Fury. I want to see Joshua Wilder. And if the, if Fury wins that fight. And if Joshua wins his fight, I want to see Fury versus Joshua.
1: The way it's set up now, though, finally, it feels like that's moved in that right direction, doesn't it? So Fury, Usyk does now look on. And again, we talked in a, an earlier episode about this this deadline of uh, Usyk's religious fasting. Is it Easter? I think yeah. it said. Um, I think F- um, Fury, again, sounded like he was in that kind of fuck it, I've been ready, let's carry on training. He didn't sound like he wanted to take a six-month, nine-month break like a lot of fighters and heavyweight fighters do when they do that. It sounded like he was quite good to go early next year. So that, that fight might be on. And if that happens, surely that leaves nothing left on the table in terms of opponents for... Either man in terms of Wilder or uh But but the There's issue... still what's his name isn't there? Fat Mexican is still involved. <laughs> but I think he might end up fighting Wilder. But yeah. the, the issue that you've got is
0: I I honestly reckon they're angling towards Fury Joyce. The more that I keep seeing him just sort of popping up in the background or putting someone on Twitter or um you know what's his name? Frank Warren hyping up Joyce and going down that route just get the feeling that like oh well we tried to make the fight with Usyk and he put too many hurdles in front of us a little bit like they did with Joshua and next thing you know you're getting Joe Joyce versus Tyson Fury in some sort of stadium and I'm just going to be done
1: with it I think at that point. I mean it's don't get me wrong it's more watchable than Chisura but it's not what the people want is it? Give but the people that, that what fight they
0: want. should have been this fight so I'd have watched Joyce versus Fury obviously Fury would probably walk through him but I'd have watched that Agreed, as a tune-up, and I think that we be doing yeah.
1: a better tune-up fight Than for him. Chizor. You could you could yeah. argue that, then you know. But that the,
0: the next one has to be Usyk. It has,
1: has to be. be. Yeah. And again, it feels just like they're just it's just bullshit if it's not, isn't it? You're, at,
0: you're literally at the end of the road of how you go, and obviously they can come back and try and reverse back. But yeah, I think they have to do this fight, otherwise they lose all credibility, and they've lost a lot of credibility. But
1: Fury's not getting any younger either, is he? No, you know, father, no one can beat Father Time, and you know, his, thirty-nine, his. This month skill set apart, you know movement fast feet some of that comes of his age you know 40, 42 40, you know what he might be by the time if they keep fucking stringing this shit out that's, he's going to be losing that now would be the time he's just made his pay- easy payday fair enough now let's have the big payday
0: I think That's he'll good. retire as well, Chisora, after that fight. I don't see there's anywhere for Chisora to go. And, and why would he? I think this will probably be his
1: He's probably made more here. money in that than he has in probably any of his other fights. Or yeah, at, le- at least even even Stevens with that or, or any of the other fights. So, um, and again, he's another battle hardened man. Typical, what I'd call, British fighter in that had a certain glass ceiling, did pretty well against most, lost to the best of the best. Yeah. And as I say, losing to the people that he's lost to, um, there would be no shame I mean I don't know what his actual record is but he's probably got what like six, seven, eight losses
0: yeah and I'm pretty sure he's lost somewhat silly of his last 5 um, let's have a quick check here
1: but I mean the guy if you could call out the guys that have beat him I mean Klitschko beat him um, obviously Tyson's beat him Usik
0: Parker twice
1: <laughs> so no shame in losing to those Fury, guys Fury,
0: White twice Pulev Fury twice, or three did, times, sorry.
1: Pugh lives a decent fighter, who knows. Robert Hellenius, All stuff right, like that. that yeah, that's got, not a good loss. Yeah, uh, exactly. Given he got sparked in less than a round by Wilder in his last fight, didn't he? But um, but yeah, so on
0: actual fights and ones that I'm quite interested in, we see the return of Josh Warren, don't we, this weekend?
1: We do. You said it's uh, UK time as well, so that might be one Um, to watch after the football. Um, I think you said it's going to be uh, they're, yeah. they're, they're poor, quite an interesting way to uh, to do that uh, for for the football, which was lower card, was, I think you said, correct me if I'm wrong, before the football, pause for the footy, footy's on, and then the co-main and the main are after the football.
0: Correct, yeah. Um, it, I think there might be even three after the football, but I think it's, it's really It's got to good be again.
1: where, first direct. I can't imagine first this heading in... December, that's a, fucking no, car. It's a cold-ass place to go to watch the flight there.
0: It'd be a hard sell at the moment for Warren as well to sell a stadium. I think he's obviously on the comeback after everything that happened with Lara.
1: Um, Ooh, we were both there, weren't we, the last fight? For the huh? second
0: one, yeah. So he's obviously beaten Kiko Martinez since to get back the IBF World Featherweight Champion, uh, Championship and he's now defending against this Lopez. But I don't... I still don't understand what his next steps are in terms of his career, obviously. He's only had one loss, and he's looked very good in the majority of his fights, the Lee Selby one being the the biggest victory, I think. The Cal Frampton one was very impressive as well. But then he hit that block with Lara, and then his career sort of took a bit of a stumbling block, and people were like, well, what goes next? Um, He's obviously got to win this fight. I think, for me, he has to head towards a unification. Uh, he has to try and... Fight for one of the other titles and, and create some sort of
1: super fight. So I'm getting a bit mugged off here in terms of my lack of knowledge. Who has the other portions of the world titles in his division then? who Ooh, the other a, title holders? It's a good question. Um, in terms I of the unification think, fights that he could have.
0: Um, I think Leo Santa Cruz has won, which very, would be a very difficult very fight. Very
1: good fighter. Again, on the definite dip of his career, we're going back. I mean, he's got to be late 30s now, I would have thought. And he's Santa Cruz. Uh, I'm very, not, I, very I couldn't good. tell you. Yeah, think but he's... he
0: is a, a very good fighter, and that would be a fight that I'd, I'd like to watch. I think 34, so he's only slightly older than. Right, okay. Um, I thought he would have been older than that. He's Warren. been
1: around a long time uh, at yeah. Santa Cruz. He's, he's, he seems to have been around forever, but um, very good fight. I, I, I'd watch that.
0: Yeah, and I think you could sell a stadium with that as well. You'd go back to Ellen Road for that, um, because obviously Leeds fans are a bit mental. Ray Vargas um, has uh, one of the other ones, so uh, lesser known, definitely, but also unbeaten. So that be Not particularly big...
1: familiar with him, got to be honest.
0: And then one that I've never heard of at all, so this is my lack of knowledge, but Emmanuel Martinez. Is he Mexican? Uh, Navarrete. He is indeed Mexican, so I, I wouldn't want to go, go anywhere was. near um, a Mexican. But yeah, they're your others. So. You... You could try and...
1: No massive names. I mean, the only other way, again... your Santa
0: Cruz is, so that, is that would be it. a good
1: fight. But again, when you... The weights that we're talking about, there's usually, what, four or five pounds between weights. So he could probably easily go up if there was a bit more of an, a, an attractive name. Okay, his title, go up, fight for a, for a higher weight title. As you say, what he's fighting at, it's what, 130-something, is it? Or one... What, uh, what other word that? One, one I don't... Three, again, seven, I, I do do it the
0: the old-fashioned um, UFC, uh, UFC way that we do it. It's just a matter of his featherweight, and that's it. <laughs> I couldn't tell you his actual weight. But, yeah, I'd, it'd be interesting to see what happens next. Obviously, he wanted to win this fight and see where he goes after that. Um, there's been a lot of talk him about wanting to go to Vegas, and he's always wanted to go stateside and
1: um,
0: take lead It feels like over. he's
1: missed that opportunity a bit, doesn't it? Like As you say, it feels yeah. like no-one's
0: it's, it's got to be the, the Lara Santa sort of Cruz. build up
1: I mean it was yeah. the second one was a crippling disappointment wasn't it in terms of the way Third the fight round finished and, and um, just loads of angry it people just seemed to sort of suck the life out of his career from there really um, yeah
0: but we'll, we'll see obviously people can always get back on the um, the right track can't they? and Leo Santa Cruz has been the champion for nearly six years now so that would be a, a big big fight yeah um, the interesting thing that you said was the way that they were doing it, and obviously they're having the undercard first, then they're showing the England game, and then they're showing the main event. Do you not also think that, while clever and potentially a really good idea, it's also a potentially fucking horrendous idea? Because if England lose that game, you're going to have riots in first Ah,
1: uh, you could, have, you could, you could off. heart it could clear out. People yeah. could just be like, Do you know what, fuck this, yeah. I'm just completely... Miserable. Okay. If we lose on pet- The other thing that you haven't thought about is, what happens if it goes to penalties? I think
0: the way that they're gonna do it is they're gonna extend it for as long as necessary. so I'm just saying
1: that's gonna then cut into you've got the extra thirty minutes of uh added time you've got um of extra time sorry you've got added time you've then got the penalties that could easily put you know probably an hour onto the the ring walks and things like that and if you're in the back training thinking you're gonna be on at a certain time and then that happens. That kind of, again, uncertainty, unknown, a bit of a, a wild card just to throw in mentally for the two fighters, or for the four fighters, sorry, for the, for the undercard as well. So, And then, as you say, if England not only go out, but go out on fucking penalties, what the fuck are you, is the crowd going to be like you're walking it, into?
0: It's going to be an absolute nightmare because, to be honest, the people who go to First Direct Arena, and this is stereotypical, of course, but the people who usually go to supporters' fights and sort of die hard are your sort of hard men quote-unquote, who are going to go and get absolutely fucked up.
1: I've never been to a place that football affects the mood as much as Leeds. So Leeds, generally, if they lose at football, it can turn nasty, fucking Saturday and on the night out. And I've been out, obviously, having lived in here for over 15 years now. Um, England, many tournaments, and there's just the fucking nastiness. <laughs> Leeds is not a place you want to be. On a Saturday night, if England or Leeds have lost, it can get no. nasty. So, um, yeah, and as you say, that I would almost guarantee they'll be scrapping if England lose at that fight. Chairs getting ripped up out of the arena, fucking shit going down. But, However,
0: um... it won't happen because, as I told you is before... Is that because it's coming home? It is indeed coming home and England will win. Um, we don't have a lot to talk about football-wise. Obviously, we we covered the majority of it in sort of the past few weeks in our Tapping Cup podcast, so definitely give those a listen if you haven't done already. But, Got to talk about England, haven't we? Yeah, I was just going to say, I do want to sort of put this out there. England play tomorrow um, against the French. Um, I think they're going to win, and I think they're going to win comfortably. I don't think this is going to be something where... Are you like a 12-year-old England fan that's never never experienced (laughs) uh, England in in, in big tournaments before? I think there is a mentality behind this England squad that hasn't existed for the last few years. I think the near misses of the recent tournaments will do them really, really well. And I think that they'll prepare for this. And even more so, I think this will have put Gareth Southgate in a position where especially considering what happened in the final where he decided, uh, the Euro final is, where he decided, right, I'm going to go five at back, play more conservatively and we'll try and win the game that way. I think he's going to say, look, I got so much slack last time. We're doing more than well enough to get to this point. Let's just continue as we are. And I think you'll see a really attacking performance from England and unlike every other team that we've played thus far, France aren't going to sit back. France are going to try and attack us and I think we'll hit them so many times on the counter. I think... Genuinely, this could be 3-4-1 or
1: 4-1 to England. I would love it to happen, but I, I mean, France for me, the weakness, if you had to identify it, is the midfield for me. So I think they've got an OK backline. I think they've got some decent players there. Uh, Loris is very hit and miss. He's always got a clanger in him, but tends to do relatively well. And of course, up front, I'm not Giroud's biggest fan, but if you get him the service and you put the balls in, he will score. Uh, and of course then you've got the the live wire and just the almost un- unbelievable pace of mbappe and just a, a match winner every day there um if there's a place to target them it is midfield do not rate Rabiot. you know they're missing kante they're missing pogba that's where england need to dominate for me so i would be sticking henderson in there i know uh, we both have uh, i'm not his biggest fan by the way even as a liverpool fan i've always said that he he is he's not the greatest footballer but he brings something to the team that not many other players can there's this sort of um, blossoming relationship they seem to have going on with getting the best out of Bellingham and I think if there is a place that we can we can dominate them and then get at them it is midfield so I would go um, them both in, in, in the linchpin roles in midfield try and get at them but I would agree with you I think it will be an open game what worries me is just Mbappe, just because I don't like it. Pickford's done what well, not too bad this 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 tournament. It's been better than he's gone up in my estimations, but I think you can get us at the back. And Mbappe is one of the two best players in the world. Him and Haaland have to, are the heirs to Messi and Ronaldo's throne. And if we can handle him and shut him down somehow, so it's a lot of a big burden on Carl Walker's shoulders. who's probably going to play there, then. I wouldn't disagree with you and you could certainly say after now just watching Brazil go out a bit like the Euros in some ways it's opening up as a tournament for England so um, I'll definitely be watching uh, in some ways we probably need to crack on Uh, interested to get home for um, Netherlands-Argentina to see um, that side of it and who we could be facing but um, it's it's a winnable game I just don't think we're going to do
0: it It's a winnable game but you don't think we're going to win it essentially Yes 2-1,
1: 2-1, I think we will lose. You it wouldn't Mbappe surprise me, then? Mbappe and Giroud, and it wouldn't surprise me if, if some of your prediction is right in that we come out, we dominate, we maybe boss the midfield, we maybe catch them on the break and go one nil up, then maybe that's where that kind of nervousness comes in. They hit us back and before you know it, we're 2-1 down and bang out.
0: What happen? Literally, it will not happen. I can, I would put a significant amount of money. If England go into the lead, they're not losing this game. They will learn the lessons of Euro. And if they don't, I'm going so to be getting a play. It's a on
1: England to go through then, isn't it?
0: Well, I, I honestly think... <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't seem that sure now.
0: <laughs> honestly, I, I think that this is one of those games that people will stand up and take note of England, finally. And I've not been Gareth Southgate's biggest supporter in the slightest. But I just think there's a mentality behind the team, behind the players that they've got. And to be honest, Bellingham and Foden have... I think changed it significantly for me in that the ability there to get forward, to be more creative and to put games to bed, whereas the old England might have been you know, I'm a bit shaky. The 1-0 up, they might concede here, they might still go on to lose. I don't think that happens in this tournament. I think they go on, win this game, win whoever they get in the semi-final. It's irrelevant because it's coming up.
1: I hope you're right, my man. I hope you're right. But I just don't, don't see it, mate. Can't we'll see. see
0: I mean, we'll, we'll see tomorrow, and then when I'll tweet from the account to say that I was spot on. So, uh,
1: prediction score wise, then, seeing as you think uh, we're going to do I've it everything?
0: 4 1 England. You've won 2 1 France, so we'll make sure that that's posted on the account and can't delete it. Obviously, if we lose, I'll delete that tweet very, very swiftly, and we'll delete this uh, episode of the podcast. But other than that, as always, uh, thanks very much for listening, and uh, we'll speak to you next week.